You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry. The con is over, Shay. We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Thanks for tuning in today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. And my website is educateforlife.org, and I teach apologetics. I'm a Christian apologetics teacher in San Diego, California. I teach high school students, 11th grade students. We just had a graduation a couple days ago, and very exciting graduation, seeing all these kids move out into the world. And to hear some of their testimonies about how God has impacted their life was fantastic. I went to a little party after after a school uh, for my son, who was a, he's going into fourth grade. And uh, while I was there, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, the father of another, one of the little girls in his class. And he is actually a police officer here, here in San Diego. He had to work the, um, the Trump rally because uh, uh, they were afraid of the protests and so forth. Uh, thank the Lord, nothing too bad happened, but uh there was quite a bit of action outside of the convention center here in San Diego. And uh, anyway, I got to speak to this father, and uh, he had a really strong accent. He looks exactly like uh, the guy in Despicable Me, uh, Groot, and he also sounds exactly like him. I mean, he could do birthday parties or something. And uh, it turns out he's from Romania, and we had this very interesting discussion about socialism and communism, and he was actually in in Romania before um, the communism fell in Romania, and it was is very very good. Um, most people know that Bernie Sanders holds uh, socialist views, and he, he this issue is a big issue. There's millions and millions of people out there who support Bernie Sanders, even though it doesn't look like he's going to get the nomination uh, for uh, the Democratic Party. But uh, it's interesting that he's gained as much ground as he has. He calls himself a democratic socialist, and I wanted to um, touch on this issue because. In my apologetics class, we actually discuss the issue of uh, socialism, communism, and its relationship to atheism and to uh, evolution. A lot of people don't know that there's a connection there. And uh, so tonight, today, we're going to talk a little bit about that, about this. And if you'll stay with us through the uh, entire program, if you don't get to hear the whole program, you can always check it out on educateforlife.org. And uh, we have a YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video on YouTube, and you can see it there, or you can podcast it. Um, but um, So I wanted to play this quick clip. This is from Bernie Sanders talking about uh, how he is a uh, socialist, and he doesn't specifically say uh, socialist here. He says democratic socialist. So I want to talk about these terms a little bit, but listen to this clip from uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, because if people say, are you a democratic socialist? I say, yes, I do. And then the question is, and I happen to think FDR, as you've indicated, Tom, was a very great American president who 
led this country out of the worst depression that we've ever had with a whole lot of innovative programs that are still in existence, and many of which our Republican friends want to repeal today. Uh, but also, we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean to be a democratic socialist? What is that about? Okay, so here he is. He admits he's a democratic socialist. What is that? Is that different from a uh, normal, quote, socialist? And uh, these are important questions. Uh, is is socialism a step towards communism? You know, some people might say, oh, you're fear-mongering. You're, you're just, uh, you know, describing a slippery slope that's not necessarily going to happen. You know, there are Christians out there that argue that socialism is biblical. Um, and really, is that really the case? Uh, and... Should I be afraid of socialism? Is this something I should be afraid of? Uh, so we're going to answer those questions today and uh, talk about these uh, issues. I want to start off by defining some terms because I feel like a lot of the terms get mixed up. I want to start off with the, This is from Merriam-Webster. Uh, socialism, any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and ad- administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. I have several definitions here. A system of society or group living in which there is no private property. And I think that one should really stick out to us, this idea of no private property. Uh, Next, a system or condition of society in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state. And lastly, a stage, and this is probably the definition you don't hear too often, a stage of society in Marxist theory transitional between capitalism and communism and distinguished by unequal distribution of goods and pay according to work done. And so uh, according to Marxist theory, this is simply a transitional stage to communism uh, and communism is the ultimate goal. Uh, So let's define the word communism again from Merriam-Webster, a theory advocating elimination of private property a system in which goods are owned in common and are available to all as needed. And uh, finally, I want to describe, I want to uh, define the word fascism because um, I think that a lot of people, again, um, don't know these terms or distinguish between the two, uh, between these three, three terms, socialism, communism, fascism. Fascism definition is a way of organizing a society in which a government ruled by a dictator controls the lives of the people, and in which people are not allowed to disagree with the government, very harsh control or authority. Um, And so you can see there are maybe slight differences between these uh, terms, but not uh, they're certainly related. And uh, I like to say uh, that socialism is a gateway drug to communism. And uh, is that um, being excessive? Is that being extreme? Uh, I don't think so. I think that if we look at history, we look at the countries around us, we can see that uh, this is something we rightly should be concerned about. Um, I want to do just toss in a little humor here. Um, Reagan, I I looked up some Reagan jokes on uh, on communism, and uh, he he's an awesome guy, isn't he, Reagan? But uh, listen to this. He's here making fun of communism uh, back when he was uh, president. Listen to what he says here. This is a funny joke. I've been collecting stories that are told in the Soviet Union by their people among themselves, which reveal they've got a great sense of humor, but they've also got a pretty cynical attitude toward their system. And I told this one, Bill, you'll have to hear it again. I told it in the car. I didn't tell this one to Gorbachev. (laughs) 
You know, there's a 10-year delay, delay in the Soviet Union of delivery of an automobile. And only one out of seven families in the Soviet Union own automobiles. It's a 10-year wait. And you go through a, quite a process when you're ready to buy, and then you put up the money in advance. And this happened to a fellow, and this is their story that they tell, this joke. That this man, he laid down his money, and then the fellow he was in, that was in charge said to him, okay, come back in 10 years and get your car. And he said, morning or afternoon? <laughs> And, and the fellow behind the counter said, well, 10 years from now, what difference does it make? And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, see, he's so awesome. Um, you know, but I, I, you know, it's funny. The joke he's telling is funny, but the, the reality is that's very serious uh, the gentleman I was talking to who was from communist Romania, he said that at the time um, it was illegal to wear jeans, jeans, just blue jeans were considered Western propaganda. And so you were not allowed to wear jeans uh, in communist. When he was in high school, he said um, he had a he, you couldn't even have VHS tapes. They were considered any movies were considered Western propaganda. He said he told me he had the movie um, Police Academy. Uh, that he had uh, somehow gotten on the, quote, black market, right? The black market of VHS tapes. And he had been uh, listening or, or wanted to watch this movie, and he got caught by uh, the the police, and they said, um, you're going to have to come down to the police station with us. And uh, anyway, it, long story short, you know, they were going to confiscate the movie from him, but his father was well-known because his father was the principal of a school, and it turns out the police finally said, hey, let's just go down to the police station. We'll all, and they all watched Police Academy together. They watched the movie together. But it's just this ridiculousness, uh, incredible control over people's lives. And the, the scary thing is, is that, you know, if you listen to Bernie Sanders, um, he has good intentions. He does not. He seems like a really nice guy to me. And and a lot of the concerns he has seem very valid to me. Um, he's concerned about the, the cost of college and the, and the cost of college is ridiculous. He's concerned about the excessive pay and, the, and that people take advantage of other people. People uh, in you know running companies and so forth take advantage of their employ employees, and these are valid concerns. He's concerned about uh, healthcare and the fact that uh, people need healthcare and, and some people don't have it. And uh, who's going to take care of these people who get sick when they they don't have the resources to pay for their healthcare? And the fact that insurance companies and so forth make incredible amounts of money. And yet uh, people go around with no health care. These are valid, valid concerns and things that we should uh, be looking for solutions to. The question is, is, is socialism, is more government control um, really the solution? And although it doesn't seem to me like Bernie Sanders is, is a sinister in any way, um, there are people out there who are sinister and who look at these as opportunities to take more power and have more control over people's lives. And uh, we have to be very, very aware of that and very careful about it. And so um, we're going to continue to discuss this. Uh, what a lot of people don't know, we define those terms, fascism, socialism, communism. Uh, a lot of people don't know that the founding fathers actually hated democracy. Uh, now, you, you, you hear Bernie Sanders call himself a democratic socialist. What is that, a democratic socialist? How is that different from a socialist? Well, if you were to go to um, the S SDA 
AUSA.org website, they actually define uh, what a democratic socialist is. And we will, um, I'll give you that definition and then I'll explain to you when we come back why it is that the founding fathers hated democracy. They considered it one of the worst form of governments that existed, if not the worst form of government. And this gets into why this is not just a, a political issue, but it is a moral issue. And uh, so stay with us. We're going to continue this discussion, and uh, you'll see how this relates biblically um, and that politic- politics isn't a neutral issue. There's a moral implications here. We'll be right back. But the truth is I don't know where I let you go. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Sign up for the Z Club and our KPRZ newsletter to find out what's happening at KPRZ and our community online at KPRZ.com. Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we are on um, the radio in several cities around the country now, and uh, glad to report. That's very exciting. My website is educateforlife.org. I also have an online curriculum for those of you who are interested. It's called unshakablefaith.com, and we go through all kinds of difficult issues, answering questions about God and uh, proof for his existence. How do we know the Bible is the Word of God? Uh, who, you know, uh, where did God come from? Questions like this. Who wrote the Bible? How do we know the books in the Bible are the, the ones that are supposed to be in there? 
We answer questions about evolution and all these sorts of things. And we also talk about um, the integration of uh, Christianity into culture. And one of the uh, big issues right now, of course, is, um, you know, prayer in schools, uh, Bible reading in schools, uh, what's legitimate, what's not. This is These are big issues. And so um, I'm also discussing this, and I teach a Sunday school class every Sunday um, down at Skyline Church in San Diego, and we're talking about all these different issues. Right now on the radio, what we're talking about is um, communism, socialism, uh, fascism. Uh, Bernie Sanders, why is he getting so much support from people in our country, even though it doesn't look like he's going to be the Democratic nominee? Why does he gain the amount of support he does? And when I left off, uh, we talked about um, the fact that the Founding Fathers did not like democracy. And a lot of people don't don't realize this. So I want to get into this term, uh, democratic socialism. But again, before we do, um, here's another uh, quick uh, word from uh, President Ronald Reagan. I think you'll uh, enjoy his uh, next joke here. And, uh, one of these stories, the one I'm going to tell you, I told to General Secretary Gorbachev. And he laughed. <laughs> The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office. I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. (laughs) So uh, pretty funny, but but that's the truth, right? In, in many countries, you cannot speak against um, speak against the government. I have students uh, from China, international students who come over, and um, I hear stories about, hey, if you if you were to speak against the government, um, you know, as long as you don't publish it somewhere uh, in the newspaper or something, um, you're okay. Maybe you can get away with it. But if you start publishing things on the internet or uh, in the newspapers, uh, you're going to have a visit from somebody and uh, things aren't going to go that well for you. So again, uh, socialism is a gateway drug to communism. And communism is just a greater amount of control from the government. Uh, socialism, we I defined that in our last segment. Uh, socialism essentially is the government controlling the means of production and the economy. And so why is it, this is from the uh, Democratic Socialists of America. This is their website. What is democratic socialism? It says here, democratic socialists believe that both the economy and society should be run democratically to meet public needs, not to make profits for a few. To achieve a more just society, many structures of our government and economy must be radically transformed through greater economic and social democracy so that ordinary Americans can participate in the many decisions that affect our lives. Democracy and socialism go hand in hand. All over the world, wherever the idea of democracy has taken root, the vision of socialism has taken root as well. Everywhere but in the United States. Because of this, many false ideas about socialism have developed in the U.S. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, Generally speaking, when we hear the word uh, democracy, we have all these positive and uh, warm, fuzzy feelings. But but the reality is, is the founding fathers were not supportive of democracy. This is from James Madison. Listen to what he says. He's, this is a quote. He says, democracies have ever been spectac- spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Now, this is John Adams, a quote from John Adams on democracy. Remember, Democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. 
There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. Uh, This is from Fisher Ames. He was the author of The House Language for the First Amendment. He said this, A democracy is a volcano which conceals the fiery materials of its own destruction. These will produce an eruption and carry desolation in their way. The known propensity of a democracy is to licentiousness, that is, excessive license, which the ambitious call and ignorant believe to be liberty. By the way, that's one of my favorite quotes right there. The known propensity of a democracy is to licentiousness, which is excessive license. Now, a lot of people, they, they don't know the difference between what's called licentiousness and liberty. Liberty is um, uh, the ability to have freedom, right? Liberty is freedom. Uh, licentiousness is the freedom to do evil. Liberty is really, as defined by the founding fathers, is really the freedom to do good or to do what's right. Uh, licentiousness is the freedom to do evil. Now, our country, what it's hap- what's happening is our country is moving towards this idea that liberty equals licentiousness. But what what uh, Fisher Ames said here is that that licentiousness, the ambitious call it liberty, but the ignorant believe it to be liberty. And that's what's happening in our, is our, in our country is people think, hey, we are in our free country. I can do whatever I want. Well, you should not be allowed to burn the flag. That's licentiousness, right? You should not be able to step on the flag. That's licentiousness. You should not be able to engage in prostitution or use drugs. That's licentiousness. That's not liberty because what licentiousness d- does is ends in bondage, meaning that you end up uh, shooting yourself in the foot. What you think is the freedom to do something actually ends up destroying your life. And, you know, if, if people say, well, I have the freedom to do this, that, or the other, uh, the freedom to engage in prostitution or the freedom to, to do drugs or whatever it might be, well, that's going to end up hurting yourself and uh, killing yourself, right? Uh, this whole idea with gender identity that we're dealing with in, the, in our culture today, this idea that people should be free to use whatever bathroom they want based on how they feel about uh, personally about themselves, this is licentiousness. And again, we'll get more into this. Um, we're going to come up here and continue to discuss what is it about a democracy that's so bad? What's so dangerous about it? And what kind of government are we if we're not really a democracy? Because we're not. What are we? And why is democratic socialism so bad? Um, it's extremely bad. Um, stay with us. We'll be right back. And we'll continue to to look into this issue and try to formulate our thoughts about it to be able to answer people when they ask us questions about this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful, quiet cabin in the forest. Every 56 seconds, an American learns they have cancer. Every 67 seconds, someone gets an Alzheimer's diagnosis. Local nutritionist and author Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. Discover A1 Fasting Retreat, nestled in the woods in Julian. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. 
For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marine. Arena across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. Well, hi, I'm Chris Brown, host of the brand new radio show, Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. What could you do if you were debt-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. Evenings at 8 on KPRZ. Thanks for joining us today. We're on, you're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. If you miss any part of this show, you can uh, get the full show on our YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video. And you can also get it on a podcast if you check it out on my website. I want to uh, play one more uh, joke here of uh, Ronald Reagan making fun of communism here. Here we go. Less than one family out of seven in the Soviet Union owns an automobile. Most of the automobiles are driven by the bureaucrats. The government furnishes them and drivers and so forth. So an order went out one day to the police that anyone caught speeding, anyone, no matter who, gets a ticket. Well, Gorbachev came out of his country home, his dacha. He was late getting to the Kremlin. There was his limousine and driver waiting. He told the driver to get in the back seat, he'd drive it. Down the road he went. They passed two motorcycle cops. One took out after him. And pretty soon he's back with his buddy. And his buddy says, well, did you give him a ticket? And he said, no. Well, he said, why not? Oh, he said, too important. Well, he said, we're told to give anybody a ticket, no matter who it is. Oh, he said, no, no, this one was too, I could. Well, he said, who was it? He said, I couldn't recognize him. But his driver was Gorbachev. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, you know, if you if you haven't um, watched the movie Agenda, there's a fantastic movie called Agenda, uh, Grinding America Down. It's it's uh, was put out, I believe, last year, and just recently Agenda 2 came out. These are fantastic books that show how America is changing over time. I'm sorry, they're DVDs showing how America is changing over time and uh, how they're drifting towards socialism and communism. Uh, we we were ta- we've talked about this in the past two segments where uh, we've we've defined what communism is, we defined what socialism is, we defined what fascism is. They're all related to one another, and you know, there are, Bernie Sanders talks about uh, being a democratic a socialist, um, and our country has socialist uh, aspects now. Sadly, uh, we do, and there are other countries too that also do. Most countries today are not fully uh, socialist. Uh, that in, that is the government does not control all means of production and does not allocate them as as they deem uh, necessary. Now that that does happen in some countries. Venezuela is very socialist, uh, and just recently their uh, I believe their largest beer company just shut down. They make eighty percent of Venezuela's beer. Uh, all their beer plants have been shut down after months of being denied uh, the money necessary to buy malted barley for production. 
And so th- this is happening in Venezuela right now. We can look at the effects of socialism. Um, uh, so they regulate everything, right? W- what's happening right now is uh, they're, ration- they're rationing goods in Venezuela, uh, including milk, vegetable oil, flour, toilet paper, and laundry ter- detergent are all being rationed in Venezuela. Venezuela has huge amounts of oil. And yet because of socialism, um, which basically is is – taking from those who work hard and giving to others. And oftentimes that involves the government stealing uh, stuff. What's happening is uh, they're falling apart. And so we have to be very aware of anybody that uh, advocates socialism. And that includes democratic socialism, which I would say uh, very likely is just as bad, if not worse than uh, what we would typically call socialism. So, um, this is a quote from Governor Morris, and I said that properly, not Governor Morris, Governor Morris. He was the signer and penman of the Constitution. He says, we have seen the tumult of democracy terminate as it has everywhere terminated in despotism. Democracy, savage and wild, thou who wouldst bring down the virtuous and wise to thy level of folly and guilt. He's talking about democracy here. He's not talking about communism. He's not talking about socialism. He's talking about democracy. John Quincy Adams, the experience of all former ages has shown that of all human governments, democracy was the most unstable, fluctuating, and short-lived. Benjamin Rush, uh, signer of the Declaration, uh, said this, a simple democracy is one of the greatest of evils. Noah Webster, another one of the founding fathers, in democracy there are commonly tumults and disorders. Therefore, a pure democracy is generally a very bad government. It is often the most tyrannical government on earth. Uh, Next, um, John Witherspoon, signer of the Declaration of Independence, he says this, Pure democracy cannot subsist long nor be carried far into the departments of state. It is very subject to caprice and the madness of popular rage. And here's where we begin to understand why democracy is so dangerous. It is subject to caprice and the madness of popular rage. Um, Zephaniah Swift said this, it may generally be remarked that the more a government resembles a pure democracy, the more they abound with disorder and confusion. Now, um, here is why uh, the founding fathers hated democracy so much. And that is because men are fickle. People are fickle, right? We, people go with what, what they feel often. Um, and so what happens is if you have a mass amount of people that feel something, uh, they will then vote that in or push that upon everybody, and it may be very evil. It may be very wrong. Right now, what we we see happening in our country is we're seeing a movement towards uh, emotionalism, and people are saying, hey, somebody that doesn't know what gender they are, if they're a girl who identifies as a boy, they should be. we should be allowing them to use the restroom that they feel that they should use. Well, this is not match facts or logic or science. This is a subjective feeling a person has. There really is, this is what uh, is termed as a mental disorder. It's called gender gender dysphoria. And yet um, we're giving into this. Uh, This is democracy when you can just vote in anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Our country is what's called a democratic republic. A republic is rule of law. Now you can have an Islamic republic where your rule of law is Sharia law. That's not a good republic. That's a bad republic. But you can have a republic based on the Bible, which is God's word, which is a good republic. And if you have a democratic republic, this is a good thing because it means that murder will never be legal. Uh, It means theft will never be legal. It means uh, 
uh, prostitution should never be legal, right? But as, as we begin to say God doesn't exist or we begin to push God out of society, what happens is um, you begin to end up with a democracy instead of a republic. You begin to uh, degenerate into a pure democracy. And a pure democracy is extremely dangerous because you don't have God governing what people can and cannot vote on, right? So the founding fathers believed that if the Bible didn't speak on an issue, you could vote on it. But if the Bible spoke on it, it was not something you could vote on. This is why the Declaration says we have unalienable rights and that these rights are not given us to us by government or by people. They're given to us by God. Therefore, you can't vote them away. And so um, as our country pushes God away, what we end up with is democracy and socialism. We end up, end up with democratic socialism because socialism takes God and puts him away and puts man in his place. And so now what you have is a situation where man is deciding what is appropriate or not. And man, the Bible is very clear, is inherently sinful. And so now what you have is is a potential despotism. You have a tyranny. Uh, you're leading towards tyranny. Um, so when we get back, we're going to continue to discuss this. Is socialism biblical? I think we can make the case pretty clearly that it's not. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A lot is riding on your car's safety and performance. Count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard. Honesty, integrity, and quality service. ASC, BBB, and NAPA certified. 760-439-1631. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Find K-Praise 1210 AM KPRZ online at ChristianRadio.com, KPRZ.com, and iHeartRadio. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Because we were taught that too. Here on Educate for Life Radio, I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org, and I'm giving you your daily dose of Ronald Reagan humor. Here he is making fun of communism again. One of the recent ones that I heard was about the 
man walking along the street at night, Moscow, Soviet soldier called to him to halt. He started to run the show. Soldier shot him. And another man said, why did you do that? Well, he said, curfew. Well, he said, it isn't curfew yet. He said, I know. He's a friend of mine. I know where he lives. He couldn't have made it. <laughs> uh, that's a funny joke. Kind of funny in a kind of scary kind of way, right? Um, uh, hopefully that never... But, but this is what communism does, right? It turns... It turns your friends into your enemies because um, you're constantly trying to make other people, trying to control other people, trying to make them do what you want them to do. That's what socialism does. It's forcing, uh, it's taking away people's freedom. And and this is because what socialism does is it puts man in the place of God. And it says, okay, the socialist says, I know better for you what, how, how you need to live your life than you know for yourself. And so I'm going to control you. Um, and I'm going to make you live how I want you to live. We we see this all the time in uh, how in New York, you know, they require you to eat a certain way. Uh, this is unhealthy. You can't take care of yourself. Therefore, we're going to control you. Um, it's past curfew. It's time for you to go home and go to bed. Uh, you know, you can't do this or that or the other. It, it's this nanny state kind of a control. And that's what communism, that's what socialism does. That's what Marxism was all about was Marx was saying, look at I'm going to get rid of this idea that God is in control. We people are in control of what is good or or bad. And uh, so, to finish the discussion, pick up the discussion from our last segment. Uh, we were talking about the founding fathers and how they viewed uh, democracy. They did not like democracy. They only liked democracy to the extent uh, that it was governed by republican uh, Republican views, which would be uh, that is the rule of law. And that law was God's law. And which God was that? That was uh, the biblical God. This is from Noah Webster. He said this, Our citizens should early understand that the genuine source of correct Republican principles is the Bible, particularly the New Testament or the Christian religion. And so Benjamin Rush, another one of the founding fathers, said this, Where there is no law, there is no liberty. And nothing deserves the name of law but that which is certain and universal in its operation upon all the members of the community. So the principles which did not change uh, in, in according to the founding fathers uh, were the principles of biblical natural law. So Blackstone, Blackstone was an early legal commentaries. Uh, he said in, in his commentaries, it said this, uh, to instance in the case of murder, this is expressly forbidden by the divine. If any human law should allow or enjoin us to commit it, we are bound to transgress that human law. But with regard to matters that are not commanded or forbidden by these Superior laws, such, for instance, as exporting of wool into foreign countries, here the legislature has scope and opportunity to interpose that self. So, so they said, um, one, one, James Wilson, a signer of the Constitution, he was also a U.S. Supreme Court justice, said this, All laws may be arranged in two different classes, divine and human, but it should always be remembered that this law, natural or revealed, made for men or for nations, flows from the same divine source. It is the law of God. Human law must rest its authority ultimately upon the authority of that law, which is divine. And, and so uh, Alexander Hamilton also echoed this. He said, the law dictated by God himself is, of course, superior in obligation to any other. It is binding over all the globe, in all countries, and at all times. No human laws are of any validity if contrary to this. Now, you might say, well, what about the people that don't believe in God? Or what if I believe in a different God? Or whatever the case. The reality is, is you have to ask yourself, there are countries all over this world that are governed by certain philosophical principles. And what do you want 
America to look like? Do you want America to look lo- more like communist China, right? I have international students. I had a, a Chinese student once I asked in class, I said, uh, do you believe in God? And she said, what do you mean by, by God? She just come over from China. I said, what do you believe in? She said, uh, I believe in the communist party, right? That they dictated their lives. There was no unalienable rights. Do you want, do you, do you want it to look more like Saudi Arabia? where you have a Islamic Republic, Sharia law, where there's dress codes and women aren't allowed to drive, drive their own cars and where, uh, women have to, women can be beat in public. Nobody wants America to look like that. And on the other hand, do you want it to look like a pure democracy, a democratic, a socialist, uh, democratic socialist, uh, country? You want it to look more like Soviet Russia? You see, you don't have a lot of options here. You have to decide, okay, where do I want this country to go? And if you want the country to continue to reap the benefits that it's reaped for so long, then what you have to do is you have to embrace God, and you have to embrace the biblical God. Now, I have plenty of arguments for the truth of God's Word, the truth of the Bible, the truth of um, uh, proof that God is true. But regardless, let's say it was just a 50-50 a 50-50 proposition, and you didn't know for sure whether the Bible was true or not, or God was true or not, it would still make sense for you to believe in God just because of the benefits that come from a belief in God, even if you didn't feel convinced that God was true. And again, I have plenty of evidence that's the, that's the case. My, my classes, educateforlife.org, unshakablefaith.com, um, have, give those evidences, but the reality is, is that we're going to go in a negative direction if God, if we continue to push God out of our country. We need to bring God back into our schools. We need to bring prayer back into our schools, um, while at the same time giving people the freedom of religion, but we need to embrace Christianity and understand that that's what's going to provide the liberty, and the founding fathers knew that. Um, the, founding, the founders understood the biblical values formed the basis of the republic and that the republic would be destroyed if the people's knowledge of those values should ever be lost. <clears throat> According to John Adams, democracy will soon degenerate into an anarchy, such an anarchy that every man will do what is right in his own eyes, and no man's life or property or reputation or liberty will be secure. And every one of these will soon mold itself into a system of subordination of all the moral virtues and intellectual abilities, all the powers of wealth, beauty, wit, and science to the wanton pleasures, the capricious will, and the execrable cruelty of one or a very few. Here's what he's saying. Democracy... You can't have a democratic republic if you don't believe in God. If you don't have God, you shift towards a democracy. But a democracy denigrates or degenerates into anarchy, which then turns into socialism, communism, and eventually fascism. And that is not, that's not fear-mongering. That's a reality that we have to deal with, and we have to go, okay, if that's the case— uh, forget this democratic socialism idea. I don't want this. This is going to destroy us, not make us better. And we need to really um, help people to get educated about this issue. It's critically important. I recommend the DVD Agenda. There's two of them. There's the first movie, Agenda, and then there's a, another second movie called Agenda 2. Both of these are out. I highly recommend you uh, watch them. They're very, very interesting and very enlightening, really help you to understand these issues uh, to a deeper level. And my website, again, is educateforlife.org. You can take classes. I offer a full year's a curriculum of classes on issues like these, including um, Bible, myth, or fact, created on purpose or evolved by chance, uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and world religions, who's right and how do you know. 
You can check those out at educateforlife.org. We've got one more segment to go and another Ronald Reagan joke making fun of communism. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Before I lived my cares, I would lift my in 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful, quiet cabin in the forest. Every 56 seconds, an American learns they have cancer. Every 67 seconds, someone gets an Alzheimer's diagnosis. Local nutritionist and author Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. Discover A1 Fasting Retreat, nestled in the woods in Julian. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Hi, I'm Chris Brown, host of the brand new radio show, Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. What could you do if you were debt-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. Evenings at 8 on KPRZ. Thanks for listening today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. All kinds of fantastic classes you can take online, especially if you're into homeschooling, if you have kids who um, need to be educated about the Bible and how we know it's God's Word. Um, Fantastic uh, curriculum there online, uh, if I do say so myself. And uh, I promised you one more Ronald Reagan joke here uh, before we close out the show. So uh, here's uh, Ronald again. There's... Which makes me think of a story. Everything makes me think of a story. (laughs) About three dogs, an American dog and a Polish dog and a Russian dog. They were all having a visit, and the American dog was telling them about how things were in this country. He he said, you know, you bark, and you have to, you bark long enough, and then somebody comes along and gives you some meat. And the Polish dog said, what's meat? (laughs) Russian dog says, what's bark? I love that guy. He's awesome. So, um, you know, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders, again, I don't I don't think Bernie Sanders or anybody has evil intentions. Well, I'm sure there are people out there who do have evil intentions. But uh, I think, you know, he has a a worldview that is different than uh, I don't believe it's a biblical worldview Um, at Georgetown University. Bernie Sanders defined his terms. He said, 
I don't, when he was talking about democratic socialism, he said, I don't believe government should take over the grocery store down the street or own the means of production. Uh, he said, but I do believe that the middle class and the working families who produce the wealth of America deserve a decent standard of living and that their income should, should go up, not down. I do believe in private companies that thrive and invest and grow in America, companies that create jobs here rather than companies that are shutting down in America and increasing their profits by exploiting low wage labor abroad. Uh, he goes on here and he says, when I use the word socialist, and I know some people are uncomfortable with it, I say it is imperative that we create a political revolution, that we get millions of people involved in the political process and we create a government that works for the many, not the few. And, you know, that's that all sounds good to me. That's not a bad thing. Um, uh, but he doesn't sound like a real socialist. Uh, you know, if you believe in private property then that's not really socialism, right? If you own a smartphone, if you own a car, if you believe you should be able to own your home, uh, then you are not a socialist. Um, if you believe in government, if you don't believe in government rationing, meaning um, the government tells you how much toilet paper you can use like they're doing in Venezuela, the government tells you how much bread or milk you can buy, uh, if you believe you, you should be able to buy as much as you want, um, then you're a capitalist. That's not so, that's, you know, that's completely different from socialism. Socialism says the government has complete control over these issues. Um, if you believe you should be able to choose your own career um, and you you should be able to negotiate your wage with your employer, uh, then you are not a socialist. That's capitalism. And capitalism is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, it's not an accident that Karl Marx said, uh, my objective in life is to dethrone God and destroy capitalism. Uh, that is because God and capitalism go hand in hand. The scriptures are full of verses that support capitalism. Um, this is from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs uh, talking about the biblical teaching on, on uh, economy, economics. He says, unless there are compelling reasons otherwise, one has a right to the fruit of one's labors. Judaism distrusts large government as an infringement of liberty. That is the core of the prophet Samuel's warning about monarchy. A king, he says, will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. You know, this is when in the Old Testament, when Samuel, uh, the, the people come to Samuel and they say, Samuel, you're going to die soon. We don't want another prophet. We want a king and we don't want God as our king. And God says, hey, look, at they've rejected me, Samuel, not you. Um, and then what happens is, you know, essentially it's communism. Uh, the king is going to take the best of your fields and your vineyards, your olive groves, and he's going to give them to his attendants. He's going to redistribute the wealth, right? Um, Jonathan Sachs, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs goes on. He says, Judaism is the religion of a people born in slavery and longing for redemption. And the great assault of slavery against human dignity is that it deprives me of the ownership of the wealth I create. That is the definition of slavery, is when I work for something, I don't get to keep it. I just worked and I got nothing. That's slavery. Uh, against human, at the heart of the Hebrew Bible is the God who seeks the free worship of free human beings. Isn't that incredible? And one of the most powerful defenses of freedom is private property as the basis of economic independence. The ideal society envisaged uh, by the prophets is one in which each person is able to sit underneath his own vine and his own fig tree. And that's straight out of the Bible. He goes on, the free economy uses the fuel of competition to sustain the fire of invention. Long before Adam Smith... Judaism had accepted the proposition that the greatest advances are often brought about through quite unspiritual drives. 
I saw, says the author of Ecclesiastes, that all labor and all achievement spring from man's envy of his neighbor. Or, as the Talmudic sages put it, were it not for the evil inclination, no one would build a house, marry a wife, have children, or engage in business. The rabbis even favored the free market in their own sphere of Jewish education. An established teacher, they said, could not object to a rival setting up in competition. The reason they gave was simply, jealousy among scholars increases wisdom. The market economy is the best system we know of for alleviating poverty through economic growth. In a single generation in recent years, it has lifted 100 million Indians and 400 million Chinese from poverty, and the sages saw poverty as an assault on human dignity. The market economy is better at producing wealth than at distributing, distributing it equitably. The concentration of wealth in a few hands gives disproportionate power to some of the others, uh, some at the cost of others. Today in Britain, it is not unusual for top CEOs to earn at least 400 times as much as their employees. This has not produced economic growth or financial stability, but the opposite. So uh, here's the thing. You know, I think that Bernie Sanders' big uh, complaint, and I think it's the complaint of many people in America, is that they're, they're, it's not that they want socialism so much, because even Bernie Sanders ad- admits he doesn't want real socialism. But what they are tired of is people who have a lot taking advantage of others who don't and abusing uh, the capitalism, the free market. And here's the, here's the reality that the Bible teaches us. This is why God is so important is because capitalism left to itself also breeds oppression. And we see this. If you read the books of a book of Amos, many of the prophets in the old Testament, this is what happened. And this is why it's so important that we love God with all our heart and we love our neighbor as ourselves. Um, And the best solution is a society governed by God that is also a free market and has liberty. Okay, I look forward to talking to you next week, and thanks for tuning in, educateforlife.org. This is Kevin Conover. Have a fantastic rest of your day. God bless you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright